This program is solely intended for your viewing pleasure. Hello and welcome to the Gems of Wrestling podcast. Welcome to a brand new series. Welcome to the 80s. Welcome to your childhood, or your parents' childhood, depending <laughs> on how old you are. Uh, welcome to Muscle Men instead of Hard Hitters. Welcome to Charisma Over Ability. Welcome to Rock and Wrestling. Ugh. Welcome to the beginning of the end of professional wrestling. And welcome to the beginning of sports entertainment. Welcome to Saturday Night's Main Event. Episode 1 in our chronology of the infrequent Saturday special designed to integrate the World Wrestling Federation into pop culture. How rude of me not to introduce myself. I am Flemeral, the press gem professional wrestling. Alongside me, as always, I am joined by the Iron Sheik. Yeah. And Nikolai Volkov. By <laughs> George Steele. It's Rusty Pudding. Hello. And Mr. No Gimmicks Needed. Hello there. <laughs> that's your actual gimmick now. Yeah, that's my gimmick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, what's my gimmick? I know, I know my name's Rusty Pudding, but what's my gimmick? <laughs> that is a good question. That you are... Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> the controversial. Some, yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. yeah. Saying that, actually, I posted a blog on a website that I go on and actually signed off with, Ollie, no gimmicks needed. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it is sticking now. It is official. Yeah, it's, it's official. I'm glad. Like, share, subscribe, follow, comment, react, and all that good shit. Uh, you can show us some love on facebook.com slash gems of wrestling. Yeah. Where else? No gimmicks needed. Instagram. Yes. How do they find us? At gems of wrestling. Correct. And Twitter at gems of wrestling. Exactly. Also contact us at gems of wrestling at gmail.com. For the here and now, let's delve into the staples that held together the early days of World Wrestling Federation pay-per-views. It's the stop gaps known as Saturday Night's Main Event. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Sound too excited. Oh, Liam, you know how I feel about eating wrestling, man. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> that is the first question, is what were you expecting when you... I know what I was expecting, and I got exactly what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> trash. I, I hate it. Do you know what? I went into it with really low expectations. Then, then they nearly, they nearly got me, and then it just met my expectations. Oh, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm curious though. At what point it nearly got you? The debut of the TV spectacular was conceived by Dick Ebersol, who was the executive producer for Saturday Night Live on NBC. Oh yeah, you remember me saying this? He saw the popularity of the WWF collaborating with MTV. Mm. Uh, they did the the brawl to end it all, which was a full wrestling card. And it received like a 9.0 rating. So just big, big yeah. ratings back in 1984. And then they did the war to settle the score, which was a little less. But it was more music. And there was only one match, which was Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper. And as you can probably Sorry. guess, there was no conclusive finish to that match. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them two like to put anyone over. So <laughs> get, get used to that. I love Piper. Piper's great. 
Uh, yeah, so he saw the popularity of it and decided to bring it over to uh, NBC on nights when Saturday Night Live wasn't on. Let's fill it up with uh, a wrestling show. So he struck a deal with Vince McMahon to uh, air this show infrequently. The first one being May 11th, 1985. It's just 41 days after WrestleMania. You kind of think of WrestleMania as a big party. This was like a hangover to it. You know, all the people were still hanging around, but they weren't they weren't yeah. up for it. You had Cindy Lauper and Mr. T back, and yeah. we're going to get to see plenty of them. Yeah. Do you know? You know, looking forward to them. Well, I have something to say about Cindy Lauper, right? So I've heard her sing. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Never heard her speak before. Hot damn, her voice is so irritating. <laughs> like a proper like New Yorker, like whiny New Yorker accent. Like, oh hey, get away from her, you fool! It's like, what's that? <laughs> That's exactly how she sounds. That's a very good. Uh, that, that was pretty good. <laughs> very good. And I'll have my wrestler fight yours, and I'll show you that you know You're nothing gonna... about music, and even less about wrestling. So at the time, this show drew a respectable 8,300 fans from the Nassau Coliseum, Long Island, New York. And the TV rating was uh, quite a lofty 8.8 rating. I mean, you rightly pointed out off the air, Rusty, that there wasn't as much TV at the time, so you got less competition. Yeah. Did yeah. you point that out? No, point I pointed that out. But yeah. I was asleep when this was it's, pointed it's out. It's okay. <laughs> and, but Rusty also pointed out about the fact that not every TV had a Nielsen box, so only TVs with a Nielsen box are going to get them, you know, give a Nielsen rating. Yeah, so you're not, um, it's not every single household in America. No, no. It's, just, it's just like a, a percentage, it's like a guesstimate of what they yeah. what they think. They'll put, like, I think it's like, they, 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 they move the Nielsen boxes around from like, like state to state, like town to town. Okay. So it's, it's always, it depends on where it is. Yeah. No, does, it, does it take... The sample and then multiply it by yeah. the number of Americans to then give an accurate number. Yeah. Well, not accurate, a, yeah. a guesstimate. Yeah, pretty much. A, That's right. pretty much how it works. That's okay, I just wanted to make sure my maths was actually <laughs> nearly around about right. Yeah, well, I can do the maths, so um, no gimmicks needed. 8.8 .8 rating <laughs> means... Well, going off what I found out, with there being 60 million households, 68% of them having cable and wrestling being on cable... We're looking at about three and a half million viewers, which is still quite a lot. That is impressive. It's, that is impressive for yeah. a Saturday night show. And So was it worthy of this lofty rating, or were people just looking for Saturday Night Live and couldn't be bothered to change the channel? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Good point, though, actually. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to say that's probably right. A lot of it will <laughs> Although, be Although, I mean, um, how much... I'd, wrestling's always been fairly big in the US. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like a staple thing of, yeah. the, of like US entertainment. Yeah. From the so, a lot of people are going to see. Oh, there's wrestling on TV. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. A lot of people are just familiar with it. So yeah. if they're not watching anything else and they stumble upon it, they're not going to be. They're not going to. They're not going to be bored. No. Go, oh, I watch wrestling then. Yeah, yeah. So I remember this. Cause... I used to watch one of the first big TV stars was Gorgeous George in the fifties when TV became a thing. Yeah, yeah. He was a big star because he was like really flamboyant. He had bleach blonde hair. He was over the top, and he, he was basically Ric Flair before Ric Flair. Yeah, well, <laughs> the Ric Flair said it. He said that's where he got his lot of his uh, ideas from. Exactly, yeah, the inspiration. Yeah, he was. George and Hulk Hogan as well. He saw the potential in being this over the top bleach blonde character, and yeah, so 
from the start of television, you can see wrestling being linked with it as yeah. a big part of it. So. Yeah. so the WWF belt was not defended at WrestleMania, and so Hulk Hogan is still champion. Mm-hmm. Get used to that. <laughs> Why? Why wasn't it defended at WrestleMania? Because it was a tag match. It was a tag match in, uh, integrating Mr. T into the main event, trying to put WWF in the pop culture. Let's have Mr. T involved in the main event of the match, and obviously okay. you can't put him in. Unless you're WCW in the late 90s, you can't put a celebrity into a championship match. Can you really? WCW. WCW, David Arquette. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, so yeah, you didn't want Mr. T with any chance of winning the title because it yeah. didn't demean the title. You know, having a celebrity competing well, yeah. for it. This is when the championship was still mental, didn't it? Exactly. Yeah. It was a big deal and Hulk Hogan had been champion for two years prior and he will be champion for a few more years to come <laughs> what you gonna do brother what you gonna do what you gonna do brother when the holster comes for you yeah he'll hit the boot then he drops a leg then he grabs a girl then he runs away yeah what you gonna do brother greg valentine is intercontinental champion doesn't affect us tonight we don't see him i love greg, greg valentine yeah, I was always a big fan of him. There you go. You'll get to see Yay. enough of him this series. Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik are the tag team champions. And Wendy Richter is our revitalised woman's belt holder. It's meant nothing for years. It was brought back just to incorporate Cindy Lauper into WrestleMania, basically. There are some other champions, some belts that were under the WWF branding, but defended in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. The WWF Junior Heavyweight Championship is held by the Cobra. The WWF World Martial Arts Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> held by Antonio Inoki. Okay. Uh, on top of these, there is the Canadian Heavyweight Champion, who is Dino Bravo. Okay. It, it was announced on August 18th, 1984, that this is a belt that he had held before he came to WWF. So when he debuted, he just was this champion. And he was it until he left. <laughs> <laughs> I know about this. I remember, uh, I remember yeah. this now, yeah. They introduced the, yeah. I remember introducing the Canadian Championship. I, I don't know if it was some kind of build-up saying yeah. the Canadian heavyweight champion, he's going to have to clash with our world heavyweight champion. But it never happened. No. <laughs> so technically, he's the longest reigning champion of all time. Undefeated. <laughs> Completely undefeated. Still champion right Still. now. I mean, he might probably be dead, but you know. <laughs> but he, you know, he was so. Exactly, yeah. Can't pin him if he's dead, can you? No, you can't. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, I've just had an idea now. We, we need to do like a, uh, an episode on defunct and strange belts. Yeah, we could do that. Oh, Liam's all over that shit. I'm all over that shit, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've just, got... listen, just listen to them. It's like, there's got to be some, some really weird and wonderful titles yeah. and some titles that just aren't around anymore but we've got there's one more here which you might like you might not like there is also the WWF Women's Tag Team Championships like that's a thing why did they bring this back <laughs> they could do now I, I like I like the idea of a Women's Tag Team Championship yeah. I think that's a pretty fucking cool idea see was now it, it just work? because there wasn't enough women wrestlers back in the day and up until recently yeah well, now there's fucking loads. There's plenty. I yeah. don't know why they... Yeah, they could do and, that. And, and have it as a, like an interbrand thing. Yeah. So it's both SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, so then you're not using up too much of each yeah. roster. Yeah, because if you put it on one match, on one show, you have to put it on the other as well, you know, yeah. like, to counteract it. But yeah, so it's an overall belt. Yeah, I'm down with that. It yeah. sounds good to me. But I mean, at the time, there was just not many women in the 
in the WWF. So to have a women's tag championship in the eighties is kind of ridiculous. Because well, there's what like maybe six women in total. Yeah. So who they're going to defend against? <laughs> they used to just import people to have a match for it. You know, import a tag team. Wrestle for it, then they go and never see him again. See what? Because what annoys me is Michelle McCool and Layla. They were joint women's champion, well, diva champion, yeah. because of the whole. I think it's like the free bird thing in it, where like free bird rule for the free bird rule. Yeah, yeah where they can be, you can be a joint champion. Yeah, but if you one of you loses, you both lose it. That kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. So they could have just made them tag team champions of women instead of giving them the fucking divas champion. Oh, that'd have been good. Yeah, it would have been. I like. Yeah. I like Lay Cool. They were Lay Cool. <laughs> 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 well, Lakel were not the women's tag team champions, but Velvet McIntyre and Desiree Peterson were. Peterson replaced Princess Victoria. That's so 80s. It is, That's isn't the it? 80s is names ever. <laughs> Velvet McIntyre. Desiree Peterson. <laughs> but but uh, Peterson never actually won the title. She replaced Princess Victoria, who had suffered a career ending neck injury. Jesus Christ. Whilst holding the title. Yeah, they, they come over as the NWA Women's Tag Team Champions when yeah. WWF split from the NWA. So, Flammerold, are there any uh, hidden gems to this episode? By hidden gems, are you referring to dark matches? Why, yes I am. Indeed there are. <laughs> Scripted. <laughs> <laughs> we have Sal Belomo defeating Johnny Rods. Belomo? Sal Belomo, yeah. That's a terrible name, isn't it? He, I didn't really know much about him apart from he was a perennial jobber and he later turned up in ECW in the early days. He was like a, like a gladiator. I don't know why, just dressed like a gladiator. Uh-huh. In a promotion that was known for its gritty, realistic storylines, he was a gladiator. Uh, yeah, defeat Johnny Rods, who is more famous for training wrestlers like Tommy Dreamer, the Dudley Boys, Taz, even trained Big Cass. Really? Yeah, so he's still training uh, in recent years. Les Thornton defeated Quick Draw Rick McGraw. <laughs> I love that name. Quick Draw I, Rick McGraw! I, I love that name. I am sure. Is he a cowboy? He had a cowboy gimmick, yes. Uh, I'm sure that Quick Draw McGraw was a Hanna-Barbera character. Quick Draw McGraw, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I know, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's why I like the name, because it was Quick Draw McGraw. Yeah. Big John Studd defeated Tony Gurria. Big John Studd? Yeah. Oh, sick. Who is due for some big storylines. He just was. He had the Body Slam challenge at WrestleMania. He did, yeah. Now he's in a dark match. That's quite a fall. So that's three dark matches. Four. What? Jose Luis Rivera, who was Conquistador Uno. Mm. He defeated Charlie Fulton. Moondog Spot defeated the greatest jobber of all time. Oh, Brooklyn Brawler. Steve Lombardi, the Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, so any of these matches would you have liked to have seen in the show? All the, of them. Big John Stud one. Exactly what I thought. I thought, why not have Big John Stud I like Big John Stud. Yeah. Why, no, why not watch him? Yeah, put him over. But no, he's still all dark matches. I don't get to see any of them. That's not dark matches. That's, that's basically made the show. Yeah. That's like two, two hours long. You know, yeah. Obviously the show for us was an hour. Yeah. So that's, that's like basically made... That's 
That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. So it is a full card, a full show. Yeah, it's a very, yeah. very good idea. Pump them up and then introduce the TV halfway through. Yeah. I like that idea for wrestling. That's pretty good. Now listen, this is what you gotta do. You gotta make sure, Wendy, that Moolah does not grab your hair. Because you know she likes to do that, she always cheats. I'm gonna block everything. That's right. Now keep your trunk strong. Remember, we come from our stomachs. Always keep your trunk strong. And. And this time, we're going to go in there, we're going to win. Right. We're going to get that. You're going to use the bad, bad principle. Beaten, annihilated, and, and destroyed. destroyed. That's right. We open with a pre-title promo from Cindy Lauper and Wendy Richter. Hey, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That might be my favourite new impression. It's good. It's good. It's even, better than, even better than your Vince impression. Yeah, I think that's better than my Vince one now. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to do that every week. <laughs> People vote out there. What's your favourite Rusty impression? <laughs> Anybody expecting to see Saturday Night Live are instantly greeted with a famous face. So I think that's quite smart of them. Yeah, so if you definitely. Know, yeah, yeah. You know, skip through the channels. Oh, SNL's going to be on. We'll put it on. Oh, what's in the open? What's this? Let's watch it. Uh, although her pep talk is ridiculous. It's, yeah, stupid. We come from our stomachs. Keep your trunks strong. What's keep your trunk strong, mate? Like, don't get them whipped up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Is Moolah going to try and take your pants off? I, I don't really get what she's talking about. But uh, Wendy confirms they will use the bad principle, not beautiful and dangerous, which was that shitty trio: um, Sasha Banks, Tamina, and Naomi. You remember them? I do. Fucking shit. Uh, but it means beat, annihilate, and destroy. Which is kind of heelish if you think about yeah, it. That is pretty heelish. You know, talking against the, you know, how old was Moolah at the time? 60s? She was in her 60s, yeah. yeah. You know, let's, let's batter an old woman. Yeah, annihilate, destroy her. Hulk Hogan gets, gets his face on screen for the first time. We're going to see plenty of that. He and Mr. T confirm that he will defend the belt against Cowboy Bob Orton tonight. Mm. How do you feel about that title match tonight? Well, so well, it, Cow- I... Cowboy Bob Orton's got an injured arm. Yeah. Is this... Yeah. It's obviously kayfabe injury, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Did you mention this uh, mm-hmm. later on? Hulk Hogan's the face. You know, he's the face. Yeah. But he's all about, I'm going to... Uh, his arm. It's like, what? Again, yeah. heelish. That's very heelish. So kick back and relax for Saturday night's main event. I love Cowboy Bob Orton. Yeah. I, I I wish Randy Orton was more like him. Yeah. Because I hate the fact that Randy Orton's not like him. <laughs> Fair point. I don't know. Bob Orton, I always loved him, actually. He's great, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's cool. He really is. He's underrated, I think, because Randy Orton is so popular. Yeah. He gets overshadowed how good his dad was. Mr. T just says he'll pity the fool in reference to Roddy Piper if he's to interfere. So, nothing really much to say. Just trying to get his catchphrase in. Yeah. Also, I like the put another oh, celebrity straight in after... Lawful as well, so yeah. they're keeping up with that, Hooking pulling people, people in. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I like the fact that Mr. T's working out. <laughs> he's got that, oh yeah, he's got, he's got his... that, that, like what's it called, like, like bar flexi thing, flexi bar, flexi bar. It's like yeah, fucking pump it up. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, come on, you're on TV. <laughs> Get professional. We cannot mistake the decade as the title sequence is very eighties. Did you at least yeah. like that? I have a question about the title sequence. Yeah. Is that the same every week? I don't know. Oh, I think it changes. I was going to say, because it's very coincidental. Like, it showed all the wrestlers in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's just a very big coincidence. <laughs> I do, yeah, I think they changed it every time. Uh, okay. um, yeah, Is it was always going to end with Hulk Hogan? Probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> He's going to be in every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it ends with a shot of Hulk Hogan posing. The theme song for it 
uh, on the network version that we watched anyway, is not the original theme, which was oh, a, really? a song called Obsession by Annie Motion. It was, it was um, the Saturday Night's theme from later years, which is WWF's own creation. Mm. But they dubbed over it for, you know... Copyright reasons, yeah, I imagine. royalties, don't yeah. pay royalties. But this has inspired me for this week's challenge. Okay. I've got a name for the challenge as well. I've named it Dub Dub F. For all the dubbed songs that they have in the show. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Dub Dub F. Brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant. I'm a genius. Okay. Number four hours spent on that. (laughs) Uh, So, it's multi-choice. I'm going to give you some options. So, you've got to name the actual song that was used on the night rather than the dubbed version that we hear. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what are these challenges? Well, I'm going to give you three options. You've got to tell me what song it actually is. Oh, so, it's, so we have multiple choices? Yes. Yeah, that's, well, that's a bit better. I, I wouldn't be able to just guess. You know what? You know, yeah. all right. I wouldn't be able to guess. This is one that I wouldn't just be able to flunk my way through. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might. I mean, we'll see it when we get to it, but I think you will. Uh, unless one of them's called, you know, real Ashmerican. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to know. <laughs> So, Vince McMahon mentions Cindy Lauper and Mr. T again, so he's really putting his hopes on these two to draw ratings, and obviously worked. Yeah. He introduces the pink-clad Jesse Ventura. Yeah! <laughs> Fucking best. Oh, I love him! I love him! So Jesse, good. he's so cool! <laughs> what does he look like? It's like a, like a flamingo, isn't he? <laughs> is that he's brilliant! What did you think he looked like, Mr. No Gimmicks Needed? Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> did you like, like his girl? Oh yeah, loved it. I, 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 I say he looked ridiculous. I didn't say it was a bad thing. Yeah, you know, it's good. But what the hell was Vince wearing? <laughs> I didn't even notice. I was drawn to Jesse. It, it was he was in a like a, a full suit with like a little red. But he, oh, okay. Oh, his little bow tie combo. Yeah, he looked <laughs> loves the bow tie. Ridiculous. <laughs> no, I, I love Jesse though. <laughs> <laughs> School of Rock. School of Rock, yeah. Yep, they run down the card. We get two title matches and a six-man plus JYD in action against an unnamed opponent, which says a lot for who he's going to face. Vince dubs over as they announce Cindy Lauper's Mother's Day party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the eve of Mother's Day, so that will play a part in the show. It's very SNL. Let's just say that. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, Jesse, but we're all invited to Cindy Lauper's Mother's Day party. And the stage is set for a gala evening. USA! USA! <laughs> USA! USA! So, the first match of the night is the US Express and Ricky Steamboat taking on the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, and George the Animal Steel. Yeah. So, Volkov and Sheik had taken the tag titles from the US Express at WrestleMania. Kind of counterproductive, I think, when your big babyface American patriotic tag team. Lose the titles to the foreigners, but whatever. We go. I didn't like how you said foreigners then. Why? I'm very racist. It did did sound a little bit. (laughs) They're foreign. It's just a general term. They are foreign. You know, those dirty foreigners. I didn't say Russians. I heard you say dirty foreigners. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I definitely heard dirty foreigners, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, people are going to be around it. Did he actually say that? (laughs) (laughs) We get a pre match promo from the babyfaces as Mean Gene asks them to take us back to WrestleMania and what happened. Which Barry Windham completely ignores and just chats about getting the job done tonight. He does, yeah. Yeah, just doesn't respond. Barry Windham looked good. 
Mm. He got really fat later on. Yeah, I did, yeah. In the Attitude Era when he was teaming with Bradshaw. Yeah, the new Blackjack. He, he got proper fat. But at this point, he was yeah well in shape. He yeah, was, he looked really good. Yeah. Captain Lou Albano is a... Yeah. He's decent. I love him. Yeah. You know who Lou, Lou, Lou is? You remember Super Mario Super Show? No. He's Mario. <laughs> Here he is. He's Mario. He played Mario. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. I've got a DVD. Yeah. Like, watch it. Show. I'm going to have to watch it. Wait on, Lou Albano, yeah. He watched wow. him as well in the COVID as well. Rowdy Roddy Piper, that mean and huge wrestler, is going to be here any minute. Could you give me a little hand here, Mario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the matter, Luigi? I mean, what's the matter? Look, Rowdy Roddy Piper, that, 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 that mean wrestler, he, he left his bagpipes here for me to fix them, and I can't find them anywhere. Yeah, you meatball, we're plumbers. We don't fix bagpipes. Yeah, I know that, and you know that, but I wasn't going to tell Rowdy Roddy Piper that. So it's all in. Amazing. There you go, now you know. I love him now. <laughs> <laughs> can't not like him. I mean, it did look like he had a Johnny taped to his face. What's going on Volkov does his usual shtick of singing the Soviet national anthem to garner some classic foreigner heat. <laughs> That's what it's called. It's well, foreigner he... heat, singing the national anthem of a foreign country. Mr. Volkov requests that you all rise and respect his singing of the Soviet national anthem. Yeah, so he's singing the national anthem. Iron Sheik gets on the mic and he claims that both Iran and Russia are number one. And you were saying it's Classic. Classic. It wouldn't pass now. I don't think people would care enough, do you, do you think? If somebody said USA, well, Rusev still gets a bit of heat from it. Yeah. When he was like slagging them off and stuff. When he was pro Russia, he was, yeah, a fair point. You know, because at WrestleMania, when he went against John Cena, it was very yeah. America versus the foreigner. Yeah. And now, you know, they brought that back. Yeah, Rusev come out in a tank. <laughs> Waving the fucking. What? The, the Bulgarian flag. Or was it the Russian that flag? Russian. He oh, was... that's when he was Russian. Yeah. So now it is time for our first dub dub F. <laughs> Genius. I love that. <laughs> the US Express, enter. I love their song. Yeah. I was well into it. It's a dub. I was like, I was listening to it, I was like, this is sick. It yeah. was so 80s. Yeah. It was like an 80s montage bit. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know I'm like that kind of shit. I love it. There you go. So there's something you enjoyed. I'm going to give you the title, so this is probably a bit of a gimmick. By the way, the challenge, you need to get, I'll give you, you get one wrong. I'll allow you one mistake. To get your MVP into the Hall of Fame. Right. Any less than that. Eh. Remember, it's multi-choice. So you... How many are there? I forgot how many there is. Four or five. <laughs> so... <laughs> Flamel's getting his into the Hall of Fame. I bloody am. US Express. Their theme song's called Born Free in the USA. Can you tell me what they actually entered to? What? What? In the original show? In the original so, show. So the overdub was... Born free. Born, free. born free in the USA, which is WWF's yeah. own creation. Was it James Brown living in America? Oh. Was it Bruce Springsteen born in the USA? Was it Kim Wilde, kids in America? The US Express are in fact brothers-in-law. They are related. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. They're part of a wrestling dynasty. So Mike has two sons, Mike Rotundo. Yeah. Two sons who are currently in the WWE. Can you name them? <gasps> I, 
Yeah, it's fucking um, Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. Correct. Well done, Rusty Pudding. <laughs> so yeah, Bray Wyatt, current as of this recording, current WWE champion. His father is Mike Rotundo. Huh. It was in the US Express. I know, that should have been, oh, that, yeah. that should have been, that should have been the challenge. <laughs> yeah, you got it. That's why I didn't put it in the challenge. <laughs> so the match starts and Sheik is out-wrestled by Wyndham. Steamboat then Rotundo is literally no offence from the heel. Steel is wanting to get in and looks confused by the concept of the tag match. I love Steel. Yeah? Oh <laughs> yeah, I love Steel. He's, he's, he's great. He's good, yeah. Also, Sheik looks good. He was on steroids, surely, do you think? I, I don't yeah, probably, but he yeah. the fucking I think good. everyone was on steroids. Oh, also. definitely, yeah. So. Not Hulk Hogan, though. No, not Hulk Hogan. Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> I, I like how WWE call one of the like, sub-shows jacked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. WWE jacked. It's just a piss take. Yeah. <laughs> Abdominal stretch from Sheik, which is quickly reversed into a hip toss and a brawl ensues, of which the technical team win, which is quite illogical, so... The good technical wrestlers lost also, to a brawl, yeah. Yeah, they, they win the brawl as well. So it's like, what? How? Like, and what can they lose in this battle? I was going to say, oh, you know, I love Ricky Steamboat, but it's Ricky, it's Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, he's he's, he he was the best. But, but you, some I, of his hip tosses. I don't oh, know where this fault. That triple hip toss thing where he got he got all three of them. Then he did the first. The first one looked good. Second one was awful, yeah. and the third one was pretty. Bad. I don't think that's his fault though. No. I think that's the fact that. Animal Steel was like in his fifties, yeah. and uh, uh, Nikolai was also probably close to his fifties at this time. The I, I don't know exactly how old they were, but they were. Yeah, yeah. I don't they, think I, I, I don't think they could because obviously a hip, hip toss is all the other person. Yeah, all Rick has to do is put his arm it and look like he's chucking him, and then they have to do a, a flip. Yeah, so he's on the. Yeah, I don't think it was his fault. Okay, no. but I'm cheek though. Ace, yeah, pulled it out. Oh, brilliant! He's only two years from. Uh, sorry, two years off being WWF champion, so he's oh. still quite highly regarded. McMahon moronically praises how good the babyface individuals are individually. <laughs> That's awful line. Right, okay. And he nicknames Ricky Steamboat the Steamer. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a Cleveland one. Fortunately, <laughs> we are not in Cleveland. <laughs> Uh, more of the same as a power slam from Steamer to Sheik and a missile drop kick followed by high cross body. Oh yeah, that, that missile drop kick. I'm yeah. well done for that. Yeah, it looked, it, it. that looked like it hurt. To be yeah. fair, and uh, Volkov makes the save and gets tagged in. He gets dominated with the US Express double drop kick, double elbows, and a high leg drop for a two count, which saved by George Animal Steel. Yeah. So it's all all baby faces. Absolutely yeah. nothing from the heels. Volkov takes advantage briefly, but he's rolled up and backslid. Some of them rolled up. Some of them rolled up were terrible. Oh, it's like, what were they doing? Why were they so close to the ropes? Every, oh, like, twice. Yeah. Two twice. occasions, they yeah. were so close oh, to the ropes. To be honest, the, the second, was it the second one where he's at the far? Yeah, yeah. Far, it looked good. It's just a shame it was so far over. Because otherwise, it, otherwise it would have looked I, I amazing. I think that was Barry Wyndham's fault. I think, oh, I think he jumped too far over. Yeah. You know, Nikolai, what, 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 what did he do? Yeah, he's just mm. there. He's I don't so... think he was expecting him actually to be as far yeah. over as that because he went to pin him and then realised and went and then had to jump off. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lack of ring awareness, isn't it? Not yeah. knowing where you are in the ring. It's Yeah, it's kind of shit really. Steele makes the tag and Vince sells his unorthodox style. There's a possibly dubbed crowd cheer for the hairy man. Because obviously he's a heel at this stage, but there's going to be something going on soon, so they've kind of dubbed in some cheer. You think they have? I think they have. I, I don't know for sure, but I, I do think... To be fair, I couldn't tell them they dubbed in the music, so... You know what? Oh, there you go. <laughs> 80s wrestling fans 
they weren't as fickle as fans nowadays. So yeah. you probably are, probably are dubbed. You know, uh, animals is the heel. Yeah. If you do something good, the fans are still not going to not going to change. Exactly. They're going to they're think you're still a dick. Yeah. Where nowadays is that you know the big show for example, well, you know, like... they can change on a fucking dime. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know I'm face this week. Oh, I punched Randy Orton in the face. Oh no, I'm real. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are pre kind of sports entertainment so where people did take it quite seriously, seriously. yeah oh, he's talking about the injuries some of the yeah. heels got in a previous episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it still is like a territory thing but yeah they tie up slug it out still recoils to tag out but the tag champs jump off the apron oh, yeah <laughs> that, that sad. makes me sad yeah I liked it but then I didn't like the amount of time in between him turning around and going oh well I'm on my own and the other tag team then actually it was too it was too big of a wait yeah that's it they rolled him up three counts six minutes thirty seconds ish but yeah it's, it did seem like a long time it, but I don't know there was just selling the point like, that he's been left looking there at him he's garnering sympathy isn't it you know they're, they're turning him babyface so let's get some sympathy by having him stood there in the ring looking at his partners like why have you left me yeah. I felt really bad for him yeah well, there you go and then, and then Lou Albano came in and was like oh helped him out yeah yeah he chills him out chills him out he kind of tames him a little bit yeah and yeah there you go, there you go. Uh, face turn is in motion oh but I do like he does his old trick of Ripping the turnbuckle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love when he does that. That's his pie trick, yeah. Biting the turnbuckle and eating the peanuts inside. Yeah, mm, I love that. His partner's come back in to attack him from behind, but he fights back and cleans house, where Lou Albano, as you mentioned, comes in and tames him. And uh, Steel accepts an embrace from the captain. So, yeah, he's turning face. Nothing we can do about it. The heels get a post-match promo as Gene accuses them of shunning Steel, who is walking by the promo. What did you yeah. think of this? He looks creepy as fuck. <laughs> like he, he comes in, in like out of focus in the back, like meh. Like I'm gonna get you. I'm like Jesus Christ. <laughs> run away, guys! <laughs> run away! <laughs> Scare the shit out of me. I do like that spot for interviews though, because you got the whole crowd in the background, yeah, the yeah. entrance way. I like it. I like that. Yeah. Blassie calls George a fruitcake and accuses him of not tagging when he was supposed to. He only had one chance to tag. He was in the, he was in the ring for like, what, 10 seconds? That's before it. he went, and went to tag again. Yeah, that's it. Do you oh, think you get away with calling someone a fruitcake nowadays? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nut yeah. job. Nut job. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, nut job. We have a little bit of a scuffle and the heels look shaken. And that's the end of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the end of that. Yeah, it's all, it's all like, <laughs> see, you said the the interviews. It's a good place to have an interview, but it also makes for awkward moments where George has got to go back to the locker room. It's like, yeah. oh shit, they're still there. I've got to, yeah, let's have a bit of a scuffle. <laughs> Even we just had one, but yeah, yeah. let's have another one. Yeah, see, because you can't walk past without acknowledging your opponent. Yeah, it's like, oh, see you later. Yeah, <laughs> see you in Wonder guys. <laughs> see you in the showers. <laughs> <laughs> Piper's Pit with Paul Orndorff. The background to this is the guys were in the main event of WrestleMania. Piper and Orndorff were on the same team as heels against Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. And Paul Orndorff was the one that was defeated. So yeah, he got pinned. That's the background for it. Piper wants to know why. Why he's a loser and all this lot, so... Piper's ace. <laughs> he's Piper's great. Ace. He's just 
How is it? How is he a heel? It's just it's just too charismatic. Well, that's it. It's all charismatic heels will eventually turn babyface. It's just fact because yeah. people are drawn to him. Orndorff doesn't trust Ace Cowboy Bob Orton, who's sort of the bodyguard of Roddy Piper. Skulking in the back. Skulking around, so he tells him to get in the corner and calls him a dunce. Let me tell you something, Ace. Get in that corner, dunce. Go ahead, make my day. And then Bob Orton goes to do it and he's like, Wait a second. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> it was like a bit like a Lenny moment, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But, but, but then uh, Piper told him to go in the corner and he does. He does. So yeah. anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, just wasting Definitely. time. Uh, he asks, Paul Andoff asks him to make my day. So he's on a bit of a roll. Then he quips, ladies first, to Piper to encourage him <laughs> to sit down. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all quite childish. childish yeah. Very childish. Yeah. Ladies first, make my days. It is, but it did bring a little bit of humour and charisma to the Joy. show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad he brought that. Paul Orndorff's bright white shorts. They're very weird, aren't they? Yeah, they were shit. They were awful. They were very. <laughs> I don't know. What was he wearing them for? I don't get it. Because like he's not his ring gear. So if he was in his ring gear, he couldn't stand. Yeah, he's, he's gonna... yeah. You got a good. Very. I've never. I didn't think about this. Yeah. Obviously. Orn's in his ring gear because he's got a match yeah. straight away. Yeah. Piper's in not his ring gear. He's wearing, wearing his normal shit. Yeah. Why the fuck is he wearing that? He's just in between, isn't he? He's not scheduled for a match. He's not scheduled for anything. No. Just got his shorts on and he's proud of them. Why would he wear like a shirt? Just something, yeah. Like trousers. <laughs> not them fucking shorts. They were awful. Like these are just my lounging shorts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I wear just the lounge and chill. <laughs> Make my day. <laughs> Piper sits and he is brilliant with his speech, his oh, mannerisms, yeah, facial Jesus expressions. Oh, so good. Piper calls him a loser, which enrages Orndorff, who orders Ace to stay and Piper to sit. So he's like just telling the heels what to do, which gets quite a good reaction, really. Yeah. It does, yeah. Piper kind of sells it as well. That, that shocked and sits back yeah. down. Yeah, right? oh, it's great. Absolutely great. But really, there's a two-on-one advantage for the heels, so why are they listening to this baby face? Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Why have they got a baby face and a heel? You said they work together. Yeah. That just seems like... It's kind of Paul Ondorf's face turn. Yeah, he was heel at the time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, He was... uh, In WrestleMania, he was heel. Yeah. But then he was sort of baby face. They've been having trouble with Piper, they've been disagreeing, and now... It's coming to a head, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Piper calms it down and they both sit down. Piper reiterates that Orndorff took the fall and called him a he loser. Was, he was the one who had his shoulders down. Exactly. Yeah. Orndorff uh, responds by asking Piper where he was, why he was hightailing. But Piper insists that he was fighting everyone. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Everyone, the world. All of them. <laughs> uh, Piper accuses him of losing his guts. You lost your guts, man. That's what I did. Hell, I picked you for a partner. I took you under my wing. You lost your guts, brother, and you tell me you didn't. Let me tell you something, Piper. I'm going to tell you what you've been doing. You've been drinking too much of your own bathwater is what you've been doing. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't get it. You're not allowed to drink your own bathwater. Well, it would be a bit gross, but, you know... That's about it. <laughs> it's, a bit, uh, it's a bit disgusting, but it's not an insult, really. <laughs> Piper says Orndorff embarrassed himself. 
Uh, he embarrassed Piper, he embarrassed Ace and his own family before threatening to leave. So Piper goes to walk out and he tried to Titanic Paul Wonderful. He does, yeah. Paul Wonderful. Who's Paul Wonderful? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Wonderful Paul Wonderful. Yeah. So he kind of shakes Piper's head a little bit. What was that about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why I order. That's <laughs> 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 it. That's it. <laughs> He goes to do a power driver and Ace Titanic's him with the cast. And yeah. Paul Ondo falls out the ring very awkwardly, kind of head first. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't look too good, did it? And there's no mats on the ring, uh, ringside no, either. No, it's concrete, so... concrete floor. It's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but here comes the cavalry. Mr. T is here to hug Paul Ondorf, and that's all he does. He just kind of yeah, it him just doesn't he, like... and carries him away. So. Just pointing. Yeah, you. Uh, I'll get you. Here, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they leave and the heels are the ones left standing tall. So, Hulk Hogan's scheduled for a match right now. Yeah. I like how he didn't come out and help though. He's like, I, 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 I want my intro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want my normal intro. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point, yeah. yeah. He, you know, he's Hulk probably, he, he was probably told, oh, go out with Miss T, you know, be awesome. He's like, no. no. I've got a match where I'll be, I want to be introduced. Yeah, I want my entrance, brother. Because <laughs> Hogan is Hogan, though, isn't it? That is Hogan being Hogan. Hogan rules the industry. What you gonna do, brother? What you gonna do? What you gonna do, brother, when the Hulkster comes for you? So Bob Orton hangs around as he's got his WWF Championship match coming up against Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan gets a promo, of course. Brother! <laughs> I, I hate his promo sometimes. Yeah. I, I watch him and I'm like, you know what? That's a really good promo, especially ones he did against, you know, Macho Man or Over Warrior. They were always pretty cool. Yeah. Sometimes he just sounds like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> he just sounds like he just it's the same words. Just for the sake of yeah. it, yeah. Kind of like Ultimate Warrior would become, yeah. just nonsensical. Just. But Over Warrior pulled it off yeah. like a boss. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was way out there where Hulk Hogan's kind of on the fringe. Where yeah. he's not saying outlandish things, but just it was it, it was things that don't make sense. It was him. It was Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, and Hulk Hogan who. Gave them pretty cool promos yeah, back in the 80s. Yeah. Especially Macho Man. Oh, oh Macho, brilliant. Will we see Macho Man? We will see Macho yes. Man. He <laughs> debuts later this year. Got for that. <laughs> I love Macho Man. He's great. He's one of my favourite wrestlers. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't put him in my top five. I, to be honest, yeah, I thought about it. Why he didn't make it for me either. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. So he tells Mean Gene that Piper is the type of dude he needs to get rid of. That with the WWF. Something you have no one to face if you get rid of all the heels. Yeah. <laughs> Every Batman needs his job. To be fair, if Hulk Hogan wanted to get rid of him, he probably could have. Oh, he could have. Oh, yeah. Vince's going to get rid of this guy. Yeah, get so, rid of like him. Uh, well, Carrot, well, I'm leaving. All right, we'll get rid of him. Get rid, get rid. <laughs> <laughs> he will win his match for his mother, brother. So, is that his uncle? Fuck <laughs> 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 off. Well done, well done. Yeah. <laughs> Mother's Day reference, he signs off with Can You Dig It? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? We hear Hulk Hogan's famous Real American theme. This was not the song played in the arena. What? what? That's one of my favourite theme songs of all time. I know, that's, what, so that's what I said about it. Yeah, I love that theme song. They, so... They've dubbed it in. It was not his theme song until later this year, but it took a detour. It was originally written for the US Express. So they would use Real American, 
they left. I think mm. Barry Windham went to um, the NWA. He did, yeah. And Mike Rotundo hung about for a bit, and then he went as well. But yeah, as soon as they dropped the theme, it was given to Hulk Hogan and became his signature theme. I'll get my pen and pad out then. Get your pen and pad ready, because the song that was really played was either A, James Brown, Living in America. (laughs) Wait. Yeah. Oh, no. B, James Engelman, Push It to the Limit. Push It to the Limit. Yeah. Oh, I could see that being it. Or three, Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. Nah, I don't think that one. There's your three choices. Take your Wait. pick. Pick your poison. Wait, when was was Hulk Hogan, is, is he appeared in a Rocky film at this point? 1983, he was in Rocky 3. Push it to the limit. Limit! That one, yeah? Yes. Yeah, I could totally see that. Bob Orton has a job as entrance. By the way, if he's already in the ring. Well, it's not really a job as entrance to a degree because he, he was already in the ring. Yeah, it <laughs> makes know, sense. He, he was already in a segment prior to it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's logical. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for him to go out to then come back yeah. in again. Yeah. Well, who knows with the editing that this show did. <laughs> as, uh, as Rusty Putty mentioned earlier, off air, you was aware of a dark match that happened because... Yeah, because Hulk, when Hulk did his promo before this match, a guy was just... Walking off, like I'm like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> just walking off, like, oh, it's not a match. Well, let's see. It, it could have been one of them. I don't know. It, it, it was, I don't think it was uh, John Studd. It wasn't John Studd. It definitely oh, wasn't no. John Studd. It was. He was wearing red trunks. Would it be the last match? If, if it was the last match, it was probably Moondog Spot or Steve Lombardi. But Spot wore jeans shorts. They want him before John Cena. He made him cool before John Cena. He had, he had like a ready, like reddish. Trunks on. He might be Steve Lombardi. I don't know what he okay. wore back then. So if not, it might have been an earlier match and just a taped promo. You know, he was yeah. taping the promo when another match was going on. Probably, yeah. Mm. Anyway, Orton has Piper in his corner, and Mister T appears after the ad break in the corner of Hulk Hogan. They appear to be discussing tactics. Ooh, thunder lips. <laughs> <laughs> Orton is slow in taking his chaps off until Hulk Hogan finally gets fed up, turns his back, and Orton attempts the Titanic. But Hogan avoids and goes on the offensive with a back body drop, two scoop slams. Orton escapes the ring to get his chaps off. Yeah. yeah just standard. <laughs> Orton takes the initiative but misses his shoulder block. Hogan attacks the casted arm, as you made, made reference to earlier. Very heelish thing to do. Yeah. You know, Very even, even though oh, it's yeah. not actually injured, it's kayfabe. But mm. and the thing is, the story was they didn't know whether it was actually injured or whether he was just keeping the cast on to use it as a weapon. Clever. Either way, it doesn't make sense. Either no. Hulk Hogan's attacking an injured arm and he's a, being a heel, or he's trying to break someone's arm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or he's attacking a cast. Yes, I'm Vince is going to hurt himself, surely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it it, it doesn't make sense, but it plays a part in the match. Uh, yeah, we've gone through all that. Hogan bites. Yeah, what was with that? <laughs> right, and then what he, the hell? He looked at it as well. He did a little gesture with his arm, like, nang, 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 it's like, yeah, we, you're right. Get, it's get like, it. Get, it was like all heel, though, because like, yeah. knowing that he does a, he slams his face into the um, floor at one point. Yeah. And, it's just like quite a few moves where you just go, that's that's not very uh, facious thing to do. Yeah, well, it's the face of the company. Hulk Hogan won't become heel for another like 10 years. Yeah. 90, 95, was it? 96. 96. 96, 96. Yeah. 96. 
He's a long way off it, but now he's using his heel tactics. And I think you'll find with the more of these matches we watch, is he always used them. But for some reason, the only person called out on it. Well, the only person that picked it up on it was Jesse Ventura, as he does in this match. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Which probably wasn't supposed to. <laughs> well, Jesse, Jesse did what the fuck he wanted. Yeah, he, <laughs> shit. Uh, he's, he sued Vince McMahon and won. What? Yeah. What are the only people to do it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hogan sends the arm into the ropes and the post, but Orton nails a lovely knee to the face, which Triple H would have been proud of. Yeah. Atomic drop for a two count, a knee drop. And a not so sweet face to the mat, an elbow to the back, to the head, which inspires Hulk to Hulk up. So he's been getting oh, battered. Oh, he's hulking up. Uh, do you know what? Ten seconds getting battered, and now he's hulking up. Oh, hulking up. <laughs> I've come to the conclusion hate it. What, Absolutely up? hate it. Sometimes yeah. it can work really well. Like yeah. in his match against The Rock, when he hulked oh, up. Oh, yeah, it in was, WrestleMania. It that, was that really cool. It can work sometimes. Yeah. But when he does it all the time, when it doesn't work. Yeah, he uses it. They didn't call it and something dropped. They just said, oh, that's a nice move there. Yeah. <laughs> they said a legal, a, a, a legal, legal move. move. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Because yeah. I mean, Jesse knows his stuff, but Vince, especially this time, he's not that no. good at naming moves. He doesn't know what they're called. So, he yeah, because yeah, I was like, that's an atomic drop. He just says a slam. Exactly. A slam, yeah. 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 They slammed him to the mat. It's like, it's yeah, clearly a body slam or like yeah. a body drop or something. Scoop slam. Yeah. Come on, name it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it's just all that, like, Orton, you know, laying into him and then he just goes, do you know what, bored of this, I'm just going to beat him now. I'm taking and over. It. Yeah, and he, he hits some right hands, a clothesline, an elbow drop, gets a two count. But that's it. It doesn't lead to the end of the match either. The match continues. <laughs> no, that's yeah. yeah. For now, I've probably made it worse. Yeah. But uh, Bob Orton hits a headbutt, a couple of punches, an inverted atomic drop, and it's time to go for the superplex, Ooh. which is his finishing move. See, back in the day, that would have been a fucking good move. Oh, yeah. Every, Look, everyone yeah. pulls that shout out. That oh, happens yeah. all the fucking time. It's it, another one of their moves. It yeah. just lost its charm because mm. it got overused. But it, yeah. Back, back the then, it would have been... Massive spectacle. Yeah. No one did moves off top rope back then. No, especially that kind of move where you're both on the top. Yeah, rope. yeah. The crowd are distracted by something. Even the timekeeper is pointing. I saw him in the background. He's pointing over at something going on. Oh yeah, camera. yeah. Don't and, know what it was. But, yeah, I, know, I remember that. Yeah. So the timekeeper probably shouldn't have been pointing at it and drawing <laughs> the viewers' attention. Because a few people walked towards it. Like, yeah. Few, like the staff members. That's right. So maybe maybe someone like jumped over or something. Like that, maybe. Yeah, oh, they were maybe. Worried that Hulk Hogan was going to get beat, so they jumped the rail to try and save him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, Don't worry, he's not going to get beat. That could, have, that could have happened though. That's yeah. that's what people were like back in the eighties. Exactly. Stupid. Gullible, <laughs> <laughs> I think is probably the word you're looking for. Probably a better yeah, word. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So Hogan fights off Orton, hits a top rope elbow. It's leg drop time. He hits it, goes for the pinfall, but Roddy Piper punches him, punches him <laughs> over the top of the referee. Now I'm conflicted with this. The referee's not looking at it, he's looking at the shoulders. How did he see Piper hit? Oh. No, someone, no, someone signals to the bell guy. Um... Is it, is it Mr. T that does it? Or <laughs> yeah, Mr. T can't call the match, <laughs> but it's like it's like it's like it's just hit him in the head, and then it look and then it pans over to him. And yeah, yeah, like, uh, right. That does ding, happen. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Wow. That does happen. I didn't notice. I just saw that the ref didn't. He was counting. He wasn't looking. Yeah, the ref wasn't going to actually call it. Yeah, which is so weird because only the ref can call it. Mr. Yeah. T can just say, "Oh yeah, it's him." DQ. <laughs> okay, ring the bell. Either way, it's a DQ finish. 
in six minutes and 54 seconds. It's, so. like, it's like shotgun all over again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what, it turns out I was actually paying more attention than I'm going to give myself credit for. Yeah. <laughs> there, you there you go. T comes in and Piper is no selling his punches. I love that. T's really giving it nuts yeah, in the yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck off. He's just sort of leaning on the ropes like, yeah, keep yeah. going. Keep fuck going. you, T. <laughs> and it's 2-1-1 as Orton takes out Mr. T. They turn to face Hulk Hogan, who is left by himself at this point. Oh. Uh, Mr. T does get back up, but instead of helping out... Just stands there. He <laughs> just sort of stands there. Because he's not a wrestler. Orndorff is the one to come out and fight off the... You can, you can call him... You can even say he's like a brewing tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Yeah, the only problem yeah, is if you yeah, leave, yeah, leave yeah. him too long, he'll start stewing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, uh, just, just for the record, you know what uh, Mr. T's finisher is? A tea bag. <laughs> is it? No. Okay. What is it? It's it a tea bone suplex. Oh, I've heard of it. Now he's ruined it. Right? Tea bag. Yeah, but did he call it a tea bag? No, he didn't. Know. I just, oh. I just made it up. I made it up. Fuck's <laughs> sake. So, here we are. <laughs> oh, dear. So, Orndorff makes the save. He actually makes it three on two. So, the numbers are with the baby faces. So, yeah, the heels scatter, but it's not really cowardly because... It's pretty easy, too. They're outnumbered. Yeah. Yeah. But I suppose that's part of his kind of turning to baby faces. Yeah. And to help out exactly. Hulk Hogan. So. It makes sense in, the, you know, in that sense. I'm against the heels. I'm sided with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. What you gonna do, brother? What you gonna do? What you gonna do, brother, when the holster comes for you? Yeah, he'll hit the boot, then he drops a leg, then he grabs a girl, then he runs away. Yeah, what you gonna do, brother? Earlier on, we was told that JYD was in action. We find out, well, first of all, you get a promo. Um, He's very charismatic, isn't he? Oh, I love Junkyard Dog. I, yeah, I kind of Yeah, like... he's fucking ace, isn't he? Yeah, he's great. I mean, it doesn't really make sense in anything he's saying. He's just kind of rambling, but... But that's kind of part of his persona. Yeah, you know, it is. He's got his mother with him. His genuine mother as well. Her name's Bertha... Bertha Dog, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. She's, she's proud and she hopes he can come home pretty soon. So he's like a dig at the road schedule. Like. I, know that, I felt like that was a bit of a dig at yeah. maybe the schedule and maybe he's been... He has actually literally been away from home Far for quite a while. And... Yeah. Yeah? It probably was a dig, yeah. So... In the ring, we have the Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty, or Doherty as the Americans pronounce it. Do not not splice in a Pete Doherty song. Do not do it. Or just like... I will quit this podcast (laughs) if you put in a Pete Doherty song. Uh, Or Baby Shambles, or the other shitty band he was in, Libertines. I will quit. Let's not go on about this. I am just going to splice it. <laughs> you can do like one of his interviews or something like that. Just... I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I'm I'll gonna, find I will something. quit. Everybody <laughs> Anything to say on Pete Doherty? What, the wrestler? <laughs> yeah, the wrestler. Either. Um, yeah, I've never heard of him. No, I'm he's... Probably never going to hear of him again. He's a jobber. Well and truly. 
to me, I enjoyed what he was doing. He's very old school. Um, he, he was, was very old school. I agree with that. Really over the top heel and ah, I don't like you people and I'm great. Don't say that. Don't say that. What? Because Junior does black. Don't say I don't like you people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the crowd. He was so good. Uh, like, uh, you crowd. know what? More and more Liam's getting more and more racist every <laughs> no, week. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. These, these damn foreigners Fuck's coming sake. in our country. That's what I heard. I bet you're looking forward to Brexit, aren't you? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> As far as jobbers go, he did a good job. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, he took hits, you know. Yeah. So. He got him, to me, he got himself over in like three minutes that he had on TV. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. JYD comes to the ring to his future theme, Grab Them Cakes. It sounds very similar to uh, Rich Swan's theme. You know, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, and I think maybe that's where Rich Swan got some of his ideas from. You know, the dancing, coming to yeah, the ring, yeah. doing a little, little leg jive thing. Now you're okay, because he's black. He's copying JYD. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's racist, Rusty. Yeah, racist. yeah, yeah. No, I'm being racist. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace it. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. No, yeah, yeah the song sounds very similar. Yeah. But it wasn't the song that was played on the night. For our final, is it fourth? Fourth. Fourth, fourth. and final of the yeah. night. What song did JYD come to the ring to? It was a Queen classic. Oh, so you're going to give me three Queen songs? Three Queen songs. All right. Was it A, Another One Bites the Dust? B, We Will Rock You? No. C, Queen and David Bowie, Under Pressure? Under Pressure! do do Never one back to dust. Never one back to dust. JYD sits his mama down at ringside after threatening to take her in the ring. I don't know why he was sort of threatening to put her in the ring. It's weird. The ref basically says, no, you can't have her in the ring, so he sits her down at ringside. They all are outside them. They, they, they had some trouble getting to the, down, down the aisle. Yeah, but she, well. she embraced it. She embraced it. But he went it. to punch someone. Yeah, I don't know what went on. Yeah. Whilst his mama. Yeah. You know, yeah, but why? I think someone said something. So, yeah, and he turned I, around. I, I don't think. Because no one was grabbed, no. but I think someone said something. And he saw because he kept and he turned around, stopped, and looked at this. You know, we're, we're in that period of time where racism still quite yeah. abundant. So he you could I mean? well. Yeah, so you was into it, obviously. Fuck off. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so he could have said he could have easily said something racist. Yeah, and he took exception to it, and he, he uh, definitely took a pause, didn't he, and looked at the guy because she was happy. She was quite happy. Yeah, and then that all happened. It's a bit weird. It was, yeah. Something went so on. Something we'll never, never find out unless we interview Junkyard Dog. But is he, is he dead? He's dead. All right, friend. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant timing. <laughs> that was expert timing. You're gonna get some hate for that. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, I did. Just for the record, I like Junkyard Dog. <laughs> Pete heads towards Bertha and JYD hits some headbutts, knocking Doherty silly. <laughs> Big clothesline and some gnaw in the ear from the Junkyard Dog, because he's a dog, so, yeah. yeah. I like I like the little... Pete heads for Bertha again, and Dog cuts him off with a hair grab from, from the outside of the ring. What's Pete planning on doing with Bertha? I don't know. What's he... <laughs> he likes... I think he's got a crush on her. But he pulls him in and he's screaming. Yeah. His face is brilliant. Yeah. yeah, to be fair, I quite like that, that little bit. Enjoy him. He pulled him up and onto the apron and he threatens to swing at Bertha, who no-sells. Do you see that? And he goes back outside and he's like, I'm going to hit you. And she just sat there like... Fuck you. <laughs> you know you're not. 
I'm a sussy black woman. This bitch had the nerve, the audacity to touch my motherfucking hair. Do not touch. <laughs> Dog comes out and gets him, sends him inside the ring. JYD no sells some punches. Yeah, he does, and I liked it. I was into it. Yeah, because he's just too too strong for yeah, Dr. T. Because Ventura mentions it as well. Yeah. It's like, he's not going to do anything to him. And one of his own punches knocks Pete down. And it's time for them thumps on all fours. Headbutts. Oliver, did you enjoy these? Yes and no. I love them. It, it fits in with him, but it just looks a bit weak and silly. Possibly, but at the end of the day, it's a headbutt. I mean, it's not a full forced yeah. swing of the neck. Be like, oh, but, dick. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be about it, though, yeah. when it's like... Oh, that was a bit annoying. <laughs> stop, stop it. That might, I'm a, no, I'm not bleeding, I'm all right. Oh. That really hurt. I'm going to have a lump there, you idiot. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. But that, <laughs> don't, don't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> Doherty goes to the top. Dog cuts him off at the pass for a big press from the top. Yeah, that, yeah. that did look good. That yeah, it like that. Yeah. I mean, he launches he it launch halfway it. across the ring. It was good, I agree. He's a jobber, so you can take liberties with jobbers. You know, that's the way it was yeah, back then. Yeah, that's true. Headbutts again, and Dog holds Doherty up because he's on rubber legs, so he's holding him up by his head. <laughs> but basically, if he lets go, he's going to fall. Atomic yes. drop and a power slam. Power slam. A power slam. A power slam. <laughs> Atomic drop and a power slam. I love the power slams. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Pen pinfall. Three minutes like fifteen how he, seconds. I did like how he held him. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, he's so strong. Like, to hold him, hold him, yeah. hold him, hold him, and then the way he pulls him into the slam, it yeah. does look really good. Again, it's an, another move that ends matches back in the day, but doesn't end not, them anymore. Not anymore. Interesting. Yeah, there's loads of them, isn't there? Really? Oh yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna find quite a lot of them doing these. Yeah. Sorry, we're gonna see a lot of these like old school finishes that are just everyday moves. I'm, strong, I'm yeah. gonna say there will be a list at some point done by me, including these kind of. Uh, moves. We've already discussed this, haven't we? Sweet, yeah. So I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm officially promoting it. Hey, <laughs> we're gonna have a list of these moves that were devastating in the day. Yeah. They've just been overused. So what I did find strange was the referee was looking at Doherty's legs. <laughs> he was counting the pinfall, looking at his legs. Obviously, he's supposed to look like, at his oh, shoulders. These are nice legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if he just thought, oh yeah, he's not gonna kick out, so I'll just count his legs yeah. down. But yeah, wasn't there a bit of a pause between like? The finish of the count and the bell and the announce that he yeah, won. there was a little was bit. Like, yeah, it might be something to do with the dub, maybe. I don't know. Oh, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think about that. Good, mm. good, good point. I, I, you know, don't know for sure, but possibly that. Bertha enters the ring. They get down in the ring to a huge response because JYD is so over. See, Rich One does that same dance with yeah, his legs. He does. Final segment of the show is Cindy Lauper's Mother's Day surprise. I don't know what's surprising about it, seeing as there were invites sent out to people. <laughs> what a surprise. What a surprise. <laughs> so let's whip through this quick because it's just shit. JYD is happy and he's also inaudible. No idea what he's saying. I'm drunk. God damn it. <laughs> I realised it was turning into Vince. So I was like, I, bet I might as well. <laughs> It's, yeah. <laughs> Bertha is proud still. She was proud before the match. And she yeah, so it's exactly like the same thing. And it's yeah. like, yeah. same promo. Right. She's a doll, wasn't she? No. What? 
Do you think she's adorable? I think she's a really nice woman. Well, she will do have a racist. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think she's, I think she's a lovely old lady. <laughs> Set yourself up for that yeah. one. Fuck off. She seems happy and proud of herself. What's not to love about that, Liam? You dickhead. <laughs> I want to contribute something to the show. And she's, she's, she's not a wrestler. No, but she could at least... And she's talking oh, yeah, she's something gonna, different. She, you, you, you expect us to cut a sick promo. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I just expected more than repeating the same thing she always said. Yeah, well, I don't like you anymore, Liam. <laughs> Iron Sheik tells Jean Mean... Uh, yeah, I, like, yeah. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> again, again, he rolls. Mean Gene rolls his eyes. Like, he's like, "Oh fucking hell!" Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. He's sick of Cindy Lauper and Fat Lou Albano. <laughs> <laughs> he does say that. Yeah, he does. But he has got a good point about Cindy Lauper. Because why would he invite uh, Iron Sheik and Nikolai? But didn't invite the mums. Yeah, that's true. And they were like, "Well, my mum can't come. She lives in a fucking you know Arabia." It's like, "Well, yeah, they've got a good point, actually." <laughs> yeah. That's just so a dick move. He does. He asks how far it is from there to Iran. Mean Gene says 10,000 miles, quite confidently. It's actually about 6,344 miles. Oh, well, yeah. Close enough. Close Good enough. guess. Yeah, yeah, we'll let you off with that. And then Volkov says that his mum lives in Moscow and she only received her invite today. Oh. So she did get an invite, but it came a bit late. Yeah, well, well I'm totally on their side then. Cindy loves a bitch. <laughs> Freddie Blass is with his mother, Laura, who is a fraction of his age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep saying she's pretty, isn't she? Which is kind of weird. This is my mother, Laura. Uh, pretty, isn't she? This is your mother, Laura? Yeah. Isn't she beautiful? I find that a little hard to believe. Mom, how are you? The whole joke is it's his girlfriend, not his... Was she pretty? I don't remember. She, 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 she's like, forgettable. She looked a bit of a skank to me. <laughs> she yeah. may well have been. Yeah. A fermula. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, we know, uh, we know you're going to try and put Moolah in the Hall of Fame. Am I put Bertha in? <laughs> I can easily put Bertha in. She oh appeared on the show. <laughs> no, I won't do that, I won't do that. Bertha dog. <laughs> no, the guy that grabs the new off is Bertha. He's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Albano calls her Blatty's girlfriend just to explain the joke because we wouldn't have got yeah, that anyway. Yeah. He also reads a quick poem which is fucking... Yeah. Have you, have you got the poem with Dark Tag? I remember this shit. No, I'm not reading it. I might splice it in. It's basically a setup to try and get in Katrina's knickers, who is Katrina is Cindy Lauper's mum. Her legitimate mum, she was there as well. Yeah, she looks a bit gross. We get a little bit more on her later. Hulk Hogan seems the most rational person around, which is saying something. I know, right? Fuck. He's with his legit mum, Ruth Hogan. Yeah, I don't know. I remember her. Ruth. Belayer. Belayer. Hulk states that he's pleased that Mean Gene could make it, which, you know, take that, mum. <laughs> Don't care, Yori, I'm just pleased that Mean Gene could make it. Proud of your mom on this uh, eve of Mother's Day. Well, you know, Mean Gene, this is a very special day with a special lady and a special victory. I've got a lot of good friends here who are all really happy. I'm just glad you could make it, Mean Gene. I thank you very much. Except for that. Lord Perictor and Lady Katrine, who is Cindy Lauper's mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having a good time just spiel spiel bullshit bullshit Wendy wishes her mum a happy Mother's Day she obviously didn't get invited or didn't care enough to go oh yeah it's like nah fuck that I ain't coming <laughs> <laughs> so really she should be as angry as she can volk off you know that her mum's not there oh yeah but she can't can she because you know Cindy Lauper's like a BFF yeah, and all that crap BFF Muller enters dressed like a sparkling knight 
And yeah, <laughs> not like a night in the sky, like as in a yeah, she looks like a fucking from the oh, days of yours. Yeah, she looks fucking ace. <laughs> really? Yeah. Fresh got that piece of paper from a parchment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the days of yours. I loved it. Just like in a song from days of Don't slag her off. If you slag her off, I quit. (laughs) All right, Hogan. That might be my new gimmick now. (laughs) They're going to quit her. Brett Hart. Yeah, so Moolah questions how can you have a party without Moolah? Yeah, good point. Cindy Lauper asks, what kids do you have? Like, what? She's a lot of grandkids what? now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of a harsh thing to say. Like, yeah. what, all, what kids have you got? It's like, what? what? Yeah, what? It's like, it's a Mother's Day celebration. I'm celebrating my mother, who, to be fair, could be dead by this point. So that's like, yeah, she, might be, she, she, she might be alive. She might be. You know, yeah, yeah. in her 60s, and one could be, you know, in her 80s. You know, one foot in the grave. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Either way, it's quite a callous thing for Cindy Lauper to say. Yeah, it was. I've realised on this show is Cindy Lauper's an absolute bitch. Yeah, oh, well and truly, yeah. So Muller sort of digs it, digs it. Cindy Lauper she says she's got a beautiful daughter, raised right, unlike Lauper, who looks worse than she does in the video. I'm like, well, yeah, of course she does. She's probably been airbrushed in the music videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Simple. Muller then calls her a scarecrow for having multicoloured hair. Yeah. Do scarecrows have yeah. multicoloured hair? It's a famous thing that scarecrows dig. Don't <laughs> dig at Muller. No. It's not. <laughs> oh god! And then they just go back and forth with some insults. There's a little list of words that they come out with. We get UFO, latrine, scarecrow, fashion—just words that are thrown out there in no real context. They scuffle all over, and they make the way to the cake where Gina Muller land in the cake. <laughs> Cindy then inadvertently innovates the most popular chant of modern times when she says. You deserve it. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> exactly. In the first episode of Shotgun Saturday Night, yeah, someone got a cake to the face. Did they? Did they? Yeah. Who did that? Um, Goldust. Oh my god! Yeah, he did. Goldust did not it. Not Goldust did it. Um, yeah, Marlena cake slaps. No Sable. Oh. Sable did it to these fake Diesel in the second episode. Oh, was it the second episode? Yeah, but I was going to say, but well, we've had a cake slap in the first series. Now yeah. we've had another cake plant in the. Uh... Let's just say it doesn't end here. The, we'll, cake, we'll, the cake is alive. We'll change our name to Gems of Cake. <laughs> <laughs> cake so, is everywhere. Yeah, cake they, is life. They land in it. <laughs> Cindy runs away, and it's the end of the segment. Yeah, and then we have an ad break. Get an ad, yeah. And then it comes yeah, back, and, and then, then the show ends. And then the show ends, yeah. yeah. So just before the end of the show, Jesse calls Hogan's victory tainted and slanted. Oh, yeah, he does. His best moment was Orton nailing Orndorff with a cast. So what's our best moment? Do we agree with Jesse Ventura? No gimmicks needed. What was your best moment? Uh, JYD's holding and slam. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Power slam. Or Ricky Steamboat's dropkick. Actually, that was pretty good. Take your pick, you can't have two. I'm going to have JYD, I'm going to go that one. JYD's yeah. put Power first, Slam. First one that popped in. Moolah. <laughs> you knew that was coming? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it's Animal Steel, I love him. Yeah? Uh, just biting the turn, but it, I love him, he's great. Yeah. He fights like a, like he doesn't know how to like fight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, I've always had so. Which yeah. is it, it's like he can actually yeah. wrestle, but he doesn't because that's not his gimmick. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's it, yeah. Yeah. 
Fair enough. I'm happy with that. What about you, Flammable? My favourite moment was Piper's Pit, the whole thing. Okay, I yeah, didn't yeah. find too much in the show that I enjoyed too much, but I just enjoyed Piper. And even though Orndorff just sounded like a child throwing insults, it, I did still enjoy the whole segment. And it was the fake turn of Paul Orndorff, so it's quite a pivotal moment in, yeah, in mid-80s wrestling. Worst moment, Rusty Pudding. Oh, Cindy Lauper. <laughs> Every <laughs> single thing, I hate her. Uh, if anything, I hate music now. <laughs> no, <you laughs> no, no, man. I still love Cindy Lauper's music. But I don't know. She just didn't fit with me. She just didn't gel right. Yeah. She spoke like a dick. She couldn't pronounce shows properly. Wrestling mania. You know, it's, oh, like, yeah. it's like if you're working on the show, you're being le- paid. Learn yeah. the show. Yeah. It's like don't be a bell end about it. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. Cindy Lauper for me. Fair enough. No gimmicks. Moolah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Look at see if I can get my eyes out. No, the last segment, the Mother's Day bit. Yeah, it was rubbish. Pointless. It was rubbish. <laughs> it was like a uh, Saturday Night Live sketch, yeah. wasn't it? Which yeah. obviously, well, that's why it was. It, that was his intention. Yeah, that's the intention. They've got it. to try and yeah, they've got to try and integrate the um, Saturday Night Live yeah. crowd into this new show. Exactly. Yeah, if they're not wrestling fans, here you go. This is wrestling, but here's something that you do recognise. Yeah. For surely it was actually a good segment. If you think about it logically. Uh, it I mean, it was it, it was shit. Yeah. But for, for, it did its job, didn't it? Yeah. True. For me, the worst moment was the cake smash because I fucking hate cake smashes. Yeah, Why? actually, you said you didn't so, like it. So, you didn't like it in the. It bothers me. It's not funny. Yeah. It's never funny. Well, I just want to make a point. All our worst moments involve Cindy Lauper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. That's what I'll tell true. you. True. <laughs> Yeah, so I just I just don't find it funny. I don't think it would have been funny at the time. Maybe it was, but now it's definitely not funny. I like cake smashes. Why? Yeah, I think they're a bit funny. Like when Laurel and Hardy used to do more Charlie Chaplin, that was funny, man. That was in the 30s and yeah, 40s. Yeah, the Stooges, that was pretty good. It was the 40s and the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> See, look, it's timeless. That's 20 years it's there. Not it's not timeless. It's funny. It's time to end. <laughs> end cake smashes. We don't need to see them anymore. No, it's time to end okay. the show as well. <sighs> I would have said the ladies' match, but that was actually so bad it was kind of entertaining. <laughs> I thought the ladies' match was shit. Honestly, that's the, my what? opinion. It was shit. Yeah. So not only is he racist, he's sexist as well. Yeah. MVPs. <laughs> 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 Rushing over that MVPs. Uh, Come right. on. Blue shorts, Flamerol first. My MVP is Pete Doherty. <laughs> Said, really? Yeah. Really? I expected so little of him. I didn't expect anything at all. Fuck off, right? <laughs> you, you've literally for just six, done this because... For six weeks, you gave me shit for every single one I put in. I was like, what the fuck? Right, now you're putting in some jobber who no one knows. Yeah. Just because he sounds like one of your favourite singers. <laughs> oh, piss off. No, let me explain um, myself. He made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, He had three minutes of airtime and he got himself over. Even though he was a jobber, he had no offence. That is how you get over without winning a match. All right, you know you, what? You, I'll give you it, but thank you. I'm not happy with this. You don't have to win shitloads of matches to get over. Just be good at what you do. I'm not happy and that's with what it, it so is. All right. No, he doesn't take himself too seriously. And you can't. If you're a heel and you're going to be losing, you can't take yourself seriously because no, right. so a serious you're heel bottom of the barrel. Yeah. yeah. All right, Oliver, what is, who is yours? JYD. That one. Yeah, it. there you go. Yeah. That's, that's, Why do I feel like that's going to be the most logical choice? <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. Fair enough. Anything yeah. else to add? 
good wrestler. Fair enough. Well, no, he's not a good wrestler. Well. So no, in that, well. I don't want to go into a racist thing. He was good at at what he did. Exactly. Again, you don't have to be the best, most technical wrestler. He's not the great in-ring worker. No, but but he's very charismatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then that's basically what his wrestling was. It was all charisma and no work. Exactly. That's why he was so over. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Mine is Fabulous Miller. Oh, my God. Oh, shut up, Pete Doherty. (laughs) So very bad with this. Yeah, I'm all into it now. I want to win this just so we can legitimize the show a little bit more rather than having one of you two clowns fucking. <laughs> I know, all right. I wasn't going to pick Fabulous Wheeler. That was the jo- that was my joke for the whole show yeah. until you said Pete Doherty, and now I'm now pissed off. Mike, come on. To decide whose MVP goes into the Hall of Fame, we need to go through our multi-choice Dub Dub F theme songs. <laughs> First one was US Express coming out to Born Free in the USA. What answers did you put? B. Born in the USA. I don't know which one. Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. Was that, was that B? He's correct, yes. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Well done. <laughs> Woo. Hulk Hogan came to, out to Real American. What did he really come out to? I put A. I put A. You both put A, which was James Brown living in America. Correct answer was Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. Bollocks. Wow. So, so now we have to get the arrest right. You have to get the arrest Shit. right. Yeah. We've got different answers as well, I can see. Oh. I'm excited. Oh. Could be my MVP. <laughs> it's going to fucking be yours, you think. I think I'm about to do an MVP, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think it was all. So, Wendy Richter came out to Party Girl. She really came out to A... Girls just want to have fun. Oh, the... so I've got one more chance and I can get through that room. What did you put? I, 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 I thought girls want girls. Just to like drag drag. <laughs> Come on. Well, I realised that she was a Sydney Lauper, so yeah. it's going to be fucking girls want to have fun, isn't it? Exactly. And finally, Rusty Pudding. Oh, this is the one I changed. If you get this right, Moolah's straight in. Moolah's into the Gems of Wrestling Hall of Fame. Because Oliver can't win that one. No, no, no. Because you had to get three out of four. Okay. Let's, let's, yeah, okay, go. A, Queen, another one bites the dust. Mm. B, We Will Rock You. Mm. C, Under Pressure. Mm. What did you go for? I went for A, Bites the Dust. The correct answer is... A. Yes! <laughs> another one Bastard. bites the dust. By the way, it's like... How did you get that? Yeah, yeah, go on. I'm going to give my logic behind that. Yeah. Junkyard Dog bites the dust. Bite. Junkyard Dog. Dog bite. That's my logic. <laughs> well, whether it's right or wrong, it's got you to the, the promised land. <laughs> So, feel free to induct Moolah into the Hall of Fame. Oh, joining the rest of... I can't remember who now. We'll, we'll, we'll do a list at some point of everyone, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, we'll Moolah. put it on Facebook. Yeah. Fabulous Moolah. I think deserved, to be fair. You know, she was... She did do a lot. In wrestling overall. Yeah. But... Maybe not in this show, to a degree. But yeah, you know, fair enough, isn't yeah. it? No, fair enough. Better than fucking Pete Doctor. you got to be that, Ollie. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, overall, to me, it was like a mini WrestleMania we got Cindy Lauper and Mr. T back. Yeah, it was. Hooking the mainstream crowd. I get the feeling that the idea was to hook the non-wrestling fans that were expecting to see Saturday Night's Live. They were expecting that. Let's hook them in by showing them these celebrities and displaying them quite a lot. They was yeah. in the show yeah, a yeah. lot. Prominent. Wrestling took a backseat with just over a third of the show being bell to bell. Like 20 minutes and 39 seconds was in the ring. It was also a, like a weird blend of the territory days, like with Pete Doherty and them kind of squash matches mm. and 
the way they were working it was, it was a mix of that plus rock and wrestling getting the characters in yeah you know George Adam Steele was quite over the top brilliant Junkyard Dog is just all charisma and and then the celebrities getting involved it was just a, a weird mix of all these things the Mother's Day part was goofy added nothing to nothing it was kind of illogical really having the heels so, part of the party it, like I said it did, it did its job though it did, yeah. it did its job I can't, I can't argue against that oh, fair enough yeah and that's about all I've got to say on the matter anything else yeah you know what I don't know how I feel about the next six weeks no <laughs> well I didn't hate it but I, I still don't enjoy 80s wrestling yeah you might, it, might, I might, I might, it might turn me like the Godwins did exactly <laughs> it might, I might, I might by the end of this like, I love 80s wrestling you're going to see a promo and you're I'll, just going to be completely turned out yeah possibly well I'll give away one thing the um, well kind of the highlight of the next show mm. is the first wrestling wedding on TV anyway or recording I don't know if it happened <laughs> live event somewhere maybe but Look forward to that next time out. Okay. Another gem has been unearthed. We have plenty more still buried. I'm Flemerald. I'm Rusty Pudding. I'm Oliver. In the words of Vince McMahon, we hope you've had an extraordinary time. We certainly did. So, uh, tell you what, Rusty, why don't you do this outro? Oh, oh, yeah, go for it. All right. (laughs) Where is it? (laughs) It's hard to Vince McMahon's voice when I'm not thinking about it. (laughs) God damn it. So we hope in... you've had an extraordinary time. God damn it! <laughs> we certainly did. God damn it! <laughs> Sounds a lot from Gems and Wrestling. God damn it! We've said a God damn it, man event. <laughs> you put man event as well on the end of that, by the way, instead of main event. He <laughs> <laughs> nearly threw me off. It's an event of men. <laughs> You never seen a light. You're walking like it every night. But I've never seen you dance, and I've never heard you sing. So how can it be a single thing? This is a rudimentary. You're talking like you're handy in the fight. You're talking like it every night But I've never seen those flowers at the bar of your gun All I've ever seen you do is run Is this a rudimentary? But tell me, baby, how does it feel? I know you like the roll of the limousine wheel, yeah And they all get them out You never seen the light. You're walking like it every night. But then I stop to think and I ask myself why it's one of those things that, darling, you might.